Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. I am Nicole VZ, the creator and creative behind this podcast, You Know Everything. This is going to be a fun one because it really, really drills into this concept that you know everything, my friend. Here we do explore big ideas for big dreams, and we toss around the very best in business strategy and the powerful paradigms and perspectives that push projects through from possibility to powering on. And I think in this episode, we're really going to explore those paradigms and perspectives because the fastest way to change your world is to change your perspective. But so often we can get bogged down and be looking through this pair of glasses that just show us all of the problems and none of the possibility. So in new world business, we do things a little bit differently. As a 21st century CEO coach, I encourage people to look around them and use the resources, the tools, the tech, the skills they have available, and also release some of the skills and tools and tech they've been using because it is only reinforcing the existing paradigm, their existing perspective, which means they just keep seeing the same problem over and over again. They keep doing the same thing over and over again, and they keep getting the same results despite how much they might not like those results. So as a as a coach and as a business owner, believe me, you, my friend, I have had my share of jobs. I am actually a huge advocate for the day job. I think as a business builder, it takes a long time to get your business to a place where it can support you in the way that you want to support. It can, I mean, especially if you're supporting a family, especially if you're building a team. And I don't want to say it takes a long time. Let me, let me catch myself. It takes as long as it takes. And that is going to be different for everybody. So what we're going to talk about today is loving your work because it doesn't matter if you're a boss. It doesn't matter if you're an employee. It doesn't matter if you don't have a quote unquote job. We all have our work. We all wake up every day. I mean, I'm assuming you woke up today if you're listening to this and you got shit to do. Even if that is just laying in bed and doing nothing, that is your job for the day. Most of us spend a majority of our lives working, right? Whether that's at a job, or maybe we're juggling a few jobs, or maybe we've got a job and a side hustle, or again, maybe we are caretakers and we're, we're loving on and ensuring that people in our experience are able to wake up every day and survive. Now more than ever, the definition of job and of work has become incredibly both nuanced and expansive, meaning like you're in charge. And yes, I am a 21st century CEO coach. I work with business owners, with visionaries, with creators and creatives, people who are creating their own reality. Sometimes they're doing that in a job. Sometimes they work for somebody else. Sometimes they're doing it without a job. And then like the very like 20th century construct assumption that we have around that. Like it is not for me to tell you what your reality creation is titled. That is up to you. But the most unfortunate thing that I come across is people who hate their job, people who hate what it is that they do. And the reason that sucks is because even when you do put yourself in a position of ultimate freedom, power, influence, expression, creativity, there's still work to be done. There are, you know, I, I think of the, 
the elements of my quote unquote job that feel like work, emails, calendar management, social media, that is what gives me this opportunity to be here with you right now. You wouldn't be listening to this if you hadn't somehow engaged with me in one of those spaces. Like, how did we meet? And how did you know about this? It, it, it usually comes down to some form of outreach. And, you know, pre 2020, there was, I was doing a lot more workshops. I was doing a lot more in-person events and that's now, you know, switched to online. And actually this, this episode is about my first online workshop that I'm going to be doing called love your workshop. (laughs) Probably going to intro that a little more eloquently. uh, But the point is it sucks when you hate your job. It sucks if you hate doing laundry and you're a stay-at-home parent. It sucks if you hate emails and you run a business. It sucks if you hate your coworkers at your job. It sucks if you hate your boss. And I was working with a client right now who is a business owner and also an employee. And this is someone who is very senior level at their work. And a new president has stepped in. And on one of the very first days, the president switched up my client's entire workload and said, you know, you're salaried. So it's going to take nights. It's going to take weekends. Now my client has two other businesses. They don't do evenings and weekends. They came out of retirement for this role because the previous president begged them to. And they have a very, very strict approach in terms of their scheduling that allows them to live the life that they want as like a pseudo retiree and also have two other businesses and also be, you know, a grandfather. And they also have like a 20 acre branch that they take care of. So, you know, they've, their, their personal life is their priority. And so this person actually scheduled, I don't want to say like a 911 session, but we've been working with each other for years. And so they moved up their appointment in order to address like how the, you know, I hate my job. Now, why is this person at this job? It serves a lot of different purposes. And so with that, and with this, this example that I'm giving this case study, where I'm going with all of this is that there is work in our day to day. There are things that are have tos and need tos. There are also want tos and get tos. I look at those almost as like the rewards, like, like getting to record a podcast, getting to have a one-on-one with my clients. Like those are my actual rewards for the have to need tos. Now there are all different types of productivity matrices. There are people out there that will tell you that, you know, all you have to do is time block or all you have to do is batch process or take care of the three most important things in the beginning of your day or get, you know, get everything done by noon. Like there are a million, uh, what's the other one I really love the, um, is it the Pareto principle? I always get the 80-20 rule (laughs) that you work for, you know, 25 minutes, take five minutes off. Pomodello, Pomodello technique. Pareto is the 80-20 rule. Anywho, your productivity is going to be your unique success matrix. And that's not what this episode is about. There's a ton of other episodes for that. So anywho, this is about your work. And sometimes I'm like never going to be the coach that tells you, you only get to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do. And everything else can fuck off. I personally believe that our life is this amazing, tumultuous experience with soaring highs and plummeting lows. And in that, you get to discover continually who you are, who you want to be, and how you're going to become that. Understanding how to love your work 
is perhaps the most empowering, expansive, productive, creative perspective and paradigm shift I can offer you. Because it is in the moments when you realize you are fucking struggling and you hate this, that you get to change your entire fucking life. I've been geeking out on this neuroscientist recently, um, Andrew Huberman. I encourage everybody to listen to his podcasts if you're kind of into the whole like biohacking thing. If not, don't, I'll, I'll just report back, right? And he was talking about dopamine. I, I like to call it hopamine. I thought dopamine was the reward chemical, right? Like I did something really hard. I finished. Yay. Not true. Dopamine is actually the chemical your brain secretes in order to keep going during the really hard part. This is why we get people who are adrenaline junkies, people who are continually looking for the next best thing. This is also where addiction can begin is when we finish the thing. It's not that the dopamine kicks in when we are done, the dopamine's done. It kicks in as you're creating struggle and resistance in your experience because that's why you continue to do it. So that whole like, it's about the journey, not the destination, that is that is the dopamine effect. The hopamine effect is how can you allow yourself to enjoy the struggle? Can you find peace in the resistance? And that might sound super fucking wanky and like esoteric and woo. But let me, let me try and break this down a little bit more. So back to my client whose boss is basically just a, I was, I don't know if I can use this language here. Cunt. Um, (laughs) Like this guy isn't, this is super old school, super old business, all about the deadlines, all about like busyness. We were talking about emails and he was like, my boss expects me to get back to an email within 15 minutes of him sending it. Okay. Like, let's, let's get through the constraints of working with this new individual. And ultimately, why does my client have this job? It is a testing ground for the business he is building for his, his, you know, his quote unquote retirement plan. So as he is able to launch products, he is able to, to get focus groups. He is able to build relationship. He's able to find his target audience. He is also able to leverage based on his work and his role he can build relationships, so offer other businesses and other individuals business so they can make money. So it's like this very networked, very leveraged opportunity that he very, like we started working together before he said yes to this opportunity and stepped into it with very open eyes, a very clear agenda. But what happened, I think it's been about two years now in this role, is he kind of switched back into the the success guy. Like, And, and we all want to be really successful in our jobs, but because he was able to be so autonomous and free and really without any resistance implement his agenda with his previous boss, he kind of lost sight of how intentional he needed to be with that. So we talked about the the benefits. Let me be clear. First, he, there was a massive rant session of complaining and you know telling me all the drama stories and how everybody else is complaining about this new boss and how you know they've already lost it. Blah, blah, blah. And I like I finally like had to cut him off because you know it, it is his time, but also I'm I'm very familiar with this individual, and if I let him just rant and rave for an hour and fifteen minutes, he would not he would not be very happy. <laughs> So I check in, I interrupt and I say, okay, why are you at this job? Let's get back to basics here. Because here's the thing about loving your work, my friend, you can quit. You can start something new. 
you can get bored. You can move, but like wherever you go, there you are. And again, I've not met someone that never has to do the hard stuff. They may post that on social media. They may paint the picture. If that's attractive to you, I would ask, what are your expectations? Because if you just want a super, super easy life with no struggle and no resistance, like that is awesome. And I wish you the best in that. I would imagine that means your your experience has earned you enough money that you can pay for people to do all of the things you don't want to do, that you surround yourself with people very, very similar to yourself that agree with everything you think and say, and that everything you consume is a reflection of exactly what you already think and know. I don't think you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that person exists and I just don't, I don't, I don't, I've not met them. So, um, and I'm not judging. Like, I think that's totally fucking amazing. I just, you're probably not pushing yourself. You're probably not trying to learn new things. You're definitely not listening to an episode that is about how to love the thing that you hate because there's nothing you hate in your experience, right? This is about how do we change that perspective and and our, therefore our paradigm when there is a ton of resistance and struggle in it. Because exit strategy, a resource I released earlier, is about leaving. Love your work is about staying. Love your work is about understanding how you can actually learn to not just appreciate, but expand in an activity or an environment or in a relationship that has up until this moment felt incredibly constraining. It is about seeing this as a challenge where you know there is an opportunity, not a problem that needs to get fixed or just a jerk or a shitty situation you have to get through. So with my client, we talked about why, why this job. And he remembered, oh, it's actually been really great. I've met a bunch of people. I can like get into my next business. I've built some really great relationships. The people who have left, I can now partner with. And so we get, we get into this expansion spiral, this growth spiral, where we remember all of these amazing things. From there, we can now go back to the problems at, in our day-to-day at work. If you try and tackle why you hate something when you hate it and you're feeling super victimized by it and bullied you're not, you're not going to see it clearly. If you can get to a space where you can tap into the things that you love, even if it's just, well, my work allows me, you know, a bougie gym membership or to pay rent in a a place where I feel safe or to go shopping or just to simply pay off some debt. Like we're, we do everything for a reason. What is that reason? What is the highest purpose of this particular activity or work? I talk a lot about how I like, I love paying taxes and my bills. When I sit down to pay my credit card, to pay my utilities, to pay my contractors, to pay my employees, I very consciously think about all of the times I remember when I couldn't do that. I remember the, the feeling I would get invoicing somebody, asking for money, 
I remember my old pricing and I, I like even talking about it right now, I can feel like the excitement rising from my belly through my heart into my throat. I am so honored and so grateful that I not only get to charge what I charge, but I get to pay people so they can live their fucking best fucking lives. Like I've had multiple employees leave because their businesses got to a point that they grew past me that they, they niched down and I was no longer a part of like their service any longer. And like, I taught them to do that. That's awesome. I you know you pay taxes because you make money. These are, these are things worth celebrating. And I joke around a lot. I used to joke around a lot more about this with my bookkeeping because it just took me a long time to like figure out the own cash flow in my business and what supported me best. But now that I've done that, I'm excited that I get to send everything off to my accountant. I'm excited that I've got my bookkeeping down. I'm excited to look at my invoices and my bank account. I'm excited to support people in this. And I'm in a place where I can truly help them understand their own cash flow and their personal and business lives because it's such a neutral experience for me now. And so that's, I think, the first step is like get to that neutrality. Why do you have so much energy around this activity? If it's your boss is the bad guy or a coworker is a bad guy or you're not getting paid enough or you got fucked in the merger or they changed your scope of work or they hired you to do one thing and now you're doing something else, like, okay, I'm not telling you that's not true. I'm just asking, well, the first question I'm asking is how helpful is that? Like, what if those can all be realities and you can still be really successful in this one? The second question I want to ask you, though, is have you ever experienced those before? When you go from job to job, when you work with different people, if those same patterns continue to show up, I'm not going to say it's not them. But what I am going to say is something internally in you can shift to pattern interrupt that. So back to my client. His boss expects emails to be replied to every 15 minutes. His boss expects him to be available on evenings and on weekends. His boss expects him to triple his workload and also be successful. And I said, okay, so what, what are your priorities here? And he's, you know, he's like, well, it was, it was a very sort of like Debbie Downer negative, negative Nelly, like again, vent session to begin with. And I said, okay, like you can quit, you can walk away. And he's like, you know, that there are reasons for not doing that. Right. And it's like, okay, so what would the bare minimum, the acceptable minimum look like? Can you set up some kind of an auto reply and, or can you like, regardless of if your boss expects that, how beholden are you to that? Are you going to get fired? And you, you know, there, no, the lo- long answer, no, he's not going to get fired. And I was like, okay, you know, and we keep digging and really where this is going is he does want to be the best. He does want to be the high flyer. He does want to be recognized for being able to get all of this done. Okay. So then what else do you want to negotiate in your own space, in your own time? Like if those, if those are the expectations and it's not even about your quality of work, it's just simply about getting back to an email on a Friday night with, you know, like set a notification, make that happen. And where we got to was actually. <laughs> Being the best with this guy is not a priority. That is that is an internal driver. And there can absolutely be some parameters around how he works, and he's not going to get fired. This job is a petri dish for his other businesses, and it can remain as such. He can continue to work exactly the way he wants to work. He can batch process his time. He can block out his calendar, and his new boss can deal with it 
or start the very long, arduous process of letting him go, which my client isn't even worried about. This, this, this particular job is not for the money. Now, if your job is for the money, focus on what the money gets you. We are not all motivated by money. And oftentimes, once you get to a place of financial security, not necessarily freedom, but security, you realize you might not be worried about the money either. So get clear, is, the, is this about success and influence and how you're perceived and power Is this about impact, the change that you're able to make, the ethics and the morals and the community that you're a part of? Is this about freedom of time? A lot of us are tuning into the fact it doesn't really matter how much money we make as long as we feel like we have freedom in our day-to-day. And in fact, you can actually get by on a lot less money when you have the freedom to plan and be creative and budget and things like that. Some of us, like work is truly our community experience. It is where we go to to be around our friends and events and social engagement. So again, you are different. You are totally unique. The first step in love your work is just understanding why the fuck am I working? (laughs) Why am I doing And not your why. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, what are you here for? Because you can just go get another job. You can start applying for jobs right now. So if if you just want to hate your experience, cool. You're probably not listening to this either. If you want to figure out why do I keep replicating the same problems at jobs, like not every workplace is a toxic workplace, my friend. They just aren't. If you keep finding them though, like what's up with that? If it's about just simply recreating a a binary experience where you're the victim and they're the villain. Okay. I used to do that all the time, all the time. They were the bad guys. I was the noble martyr crawling up on that hill to die on my sword so that everybody would see. The problem was, is no one cared. And they got a little tired of me being like, guys, I'm crawling up this hill to die for you. Everybody look, look at how much pain I am suffering. I'm in, look at me. Like (laughs) they didn't really want to participate in that. And what I realized is everyone's just doing what they need to do. Even that shitty ass boss that's showing up and telling you to work on Mondays and the weekends, they've got, they've got a boss they're reporting to. They're just doing what they know best. So how do you make it work? Again, if this is a toxic, overwhelming, hateful situation, you have no interest in changing, you can accept that or you can leave. When you get to a neutral position around that, like, okay, that's where you can start really workshopping this. From there, give yourself a break. And this is what I'm stepping out with my client. It is like, what is the bare minimum? You show up, you do your job, you make your calendar available, and you go through the motions of your job. My client also has, just like everybody else at this time of year, there's a significant amount of just exhaustion that happens after the last few months of any year. We're juggling family. We're juggling probably extra social commitments. There's probably been a lot of travel. Those plans probably didn't go well. We probably put on a few pounds eating too much food. Like there's just been a lot going on. Give yourself permission. Give your nervous system permission to just pause. Get back on track. That low hanging fruit, right? Hunger, anger, lonely, tired. This is why everyone starts with like health resolutions because when your health is steady, you have a lot more capacity for like the drama in your experience and the challenge in your experience. So just give yourself a little, a wee little break. And then from there, you gain clarity on why the fuck you're doing this in the first place. Why are you working? I guarantee it's because you need to on a lot of different levels. 
Okay. No shame in your game. I work too. I was talking with another friend of mine who's an entrepreneur, investor, financial advisor, consultant. Like they literally teach people how to build wealth. And they're like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about getting a job. It works. <laughs> Having money show up in your account every two weeks is a fucking amazing. Knowing you can go to a, a business and put a certain amount of cash in your pocket, even if it's a slow night, like that's kind of amazing. Knowing you can get in your car and drive around and make money. Like these are, these are incredible times that we live in. If you feel like you're being punished by that, explore that, explore the story you're telling yourself, explore your level of exhaustion, meet your needs, and then figure out why, why you need this money. I know the answers feel really obvious, but the fact that you have created an opportunity for you to meet your needs is worth celebrating. Give yourself a, a timeline so that you can just get back to basics and you'll know because you hit a space of neutrality. It stops feeling like a war and it just starts feeling like it's fine. Now, is this like the most inspirational place? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I will continually and forever say is if you have the perspective or paradigm that this is a fucking war, someone's going to die. It's probably me. <laughs> you cannot, you cannot build from that. You can from this place of neutrality. So crawl back down that hill, let yourself off the hook for martyrdom. Maybe just sit in the trenches for a minute. Don't be the person that's running out there trying to be the hero and just get your bearings. Then establish your, the purpose of this work. I don't want to get it confused with Simon Sinek's why, because that's a lot deeper, but yeah, you're, you're putting food on the table. You're getting your bills taken care of. You're paying down some debt. If you could do X, then by Y, you should be ready to actually start looking for different opportunities or potentially like workshop the issues you're having in your business. So earn your work. Last thing I will say is that a lot of people have hired me to start their business and quit their jobs. But what happens is that we go through this process, love your work, and they realize that they have created the problems in their work, even in a toxic work environment, even with a toxic boss. And by going through things like their boundaries, by giving themselves permission to quit, by getting clear on what it is they're doing and why they're doing it and the potential opportunities they have in their immediate experience, they end up finding their dream job in their existing workplace. And most of the time that job didn't actually exist. I have four concrete examples, senior executive, a VP level executive at a fortune 100 company an entry-level position that was taken out of desperation that ended up in a senior-level management position, a executive director moving into creative director, and a it's a nonprofit. I forget, it was like a grant writer that moved into development director role. And in every instance, the role that they moved into didn't, didn't exist with the job description that they desired. But once these individuals understood, their work gives them everything they need. And if they're not getting what they want, that's on them because they, they didn't, firstly, they didn't have clarity on what they wanted. And secondly, they didn't even know how to ask for that and work towards it. And by simply focusing on the problems and their, you know, shithead boss or their shithead coworker or whatever it was, like they just were creating more of that. And it didn't matter if they, you know, a lot of these people had actually been in multiple positions at multiple workplaces. And that's why they were like, okay, now it's really time to start the side hustle is because like I, wherever I go, there I am. That's actually all I have to say about that. So love your workshop. 
Uh, I will announce the date in the show notes. It'll be all over social media. I'm thinking February 15th. So I think that's like two weeks from when this episode comes out. It is going to be a couple, I think it's like an hour and a half. We're going to go through everything I talked about. So in real time, you will get support from me and from everyone else who signs up. I will not record it. I don't think I might eat my words on that, but yeah, I want, this might be something that we do. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. Obviously need to get my thoughts together on that one, but you can love your work. I absolutely promise you can love the things you hate. (laughs) This is paradigm perspective shifting at its best and also at its most basic. And we all get to create this experience. And when you can find the love and the pain, when you can learn to teach your brain dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine hit while you are struggling, while you are in the resistance, I can promise you in the moment when you, when you can take, when you can like remind yourself, I am the one that's making this hard. And actually there's reward in that. That's why I'm doing this. This struggle, this resistance, just like lifting weights, just like all the fucking cliche examples people give, like on the other side of this, I'm going to feel fucking amazing. So I'm just going to put three more feet in like one, two, three more steps, three feet in front of me ish. <laughs> I'm going to do this for, you know, set the timer 25 minutes. And I, I get that this isn't going to be the most expansive, joyful experience ever. And also that is the reward. That is the joyful, expansive, most rewarding experience ever is knowing I can show the fuck up for myself when it's hard and prove like I've got this and I can test it. And and this isn't about hustle harder. This isn't about pushing through or about bypassing. It's actually about tuning so deeply into the present moment that we get to decide exactly how we feel in it, despite how we've always felt up until this very moment. Okay. I'm actually done. Thank you so much for being here. Find me in the discord container, sign up for the loop, get on my social medias at the BZ channel. Hello at NicoleBZ.com. You know where to find me. Okay. Bye.